0: Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I feel like um, that that kid in the in the old Sesame Street show who is you know you have four boxes and three of them would be the same, one of them would be doing his own thing. I'm that kid who's doing his own thing because I don't represent the Humanities division. I don't represent a collection. Um, instead, I work in Wellington Square, where my team supports the university's international engagement in a whole variety of ways, which is why I'm excited to be here because um, this is an exciting project for the university strategy generally in ways that I'll describe, <clears throat> and specifically for the university's international strategy. Let me just start by saying a bit about what we do in international strategy. There are some cross-cutting themes and then some geographies that we pay attention to. I mean, in, in short, we are, we are half an internal strategy consulting group for the university and half sort of the foreign office of the university. The internal strategy consulting bit is to uh, provide analysis uh, and support on particular initiatives across the range of stuff the university does internationally. Research, um, particularly large scale uh, and unusual collaborations. Education that has an international component. Recruitment of international students and staff. Wider engagement, which includes the university press. Uh, innovation consulting through ISIS and other things, and then public relations for the university. And we, while recognizing that the university has links with every country on the earth, uh, dedicate our very limited resources to supporting them in particular locations where it makes sense to have a joined up presence. Some of those most important places are listed up here. There are others in particular areas. And these just give a few examples of the kind of work that we do. So we're working with some colleagues in uh, MPLS, the Natural Sciences, on a possible research facility outside of Shanghai. Um, We do uh, larger projects to support or to analyze the way that we teach and support our international students at Oxford and the kinds of international experiences we provide for our students going out to the world, study abroad, international internships, and the like. And we have some regional groups, for instance, uh, Middle East Interest and Strategy Group. So this is the type of work that we do. And um, if you find yourself uh, looking to create or build upon international links in ways that are relevant to some of these things, I hope you'll get in touch with us. Uh, That's part of our role, is as a service provider across the university. Okay, end of infomercial. Relevance of, let's talk about the relevance of cultural heritage to the university's strategy. This is a good time to be talking about this question because the university is rethinking its strategy at the moment. Sorry that the slide's a little cut off. Um, And what I've excerpted here are some elements of the draft strategy for the next five years uh, that are, that's currently under consideration. It's not uh, definitive yet, but I expect that we will be going in this general direction and there are two overarching priorities that uh, are ways in which the university is aiming to transform its activity in the coming years, both of them quite relevant to cultural heritage. The first is global reach. Um, To develop the university's position as a global forum for intellectual engagement through the proactive communication of ideas generated at Oxford and through openness to new ideas generated elsewhere. Cultural heritage is a great way to do this because Uh, in ways that have been described today and many others, our assets in the the, uh, area of cultural heritage are among the best of any university, and indeed in some areas, clearly the best. Um, And part of the notion of this cultural heritage theme is to make our knowledge in this area widely available, including digitally. I think, for instance, of the website that we've already seen and the way that that ties into digital.humanities at Oxford and lots of other things, This also is an open and externally facing uh, aspiration, this cultural heritage theme, which aims at collaboration with external groups such as UNESCO. So that's the first one. The second overarching priority, um, and I find these words a little bit uh, jargony, but they are what they are. Networking, communication, and interdisciplinarity. So uh, a notion that's popular in lots of universities, and Oxford's actually been quite strong in this area for a long time in many ways, but we're aiming now to um, marshal the university's resources to bring people together across traditional disciplines and institutions in new ways. Um, And cultural heritage, again, is a natural in that regard. Uh, There are three divisions involved here, um, led by the humanities, as well as um, our collections. And um, some of the various departments that will be involved here have already been mentioned. Another that we shouldn't forget is the Blavatnik School of Government, because the public policy aspects of cultural heritage preservation are huge. And once the Blavatnik School is up and running, and not just thinking about how to deliver its first year of a master's program, but how it's going to embed itself more deeply in the university, I think there's a natural fit there. And there are plenty of possibilities here for internal cross-divisional applications to funding councils. The notion of cultural heritage stands out for me in in two important ways that connect with the university's strategy and indeed with our international strategy. And the first has to do with this notion of interdisciplinarity, and the second is that it's a thematic research grouping. Well, uh, why is interdisciplinarity important? This will be familiar to many of you. But of course, many research and indeed social questions cut across traditional, departmental, and divisional boundaries. and uh, as, as Professor West has noted, cultural heritage touches on some of these. Interdisciplinary teams also allow us to engage in new thinking. Uh, they can promote innovative thinking by making space for stupid questions. Um, what I mean by this is, um, is uh, that when you're talking with people within your own discipline, you may feel constrained to ask a question that, whose answer you think you should know. But um, you know, as Professor Angela MacLean puts it, she's a professor of mathematical biology who does a lot of work with the Oxford Martin School, um, our, one of our most prominent interdisciplinary institutions. She does a lot of work there with uh, clinicians on questions of, for instance, global flu pandemics. And she talks about interdisciplinarity as being especially valuable because it allows her to ask stupid questions and to get the fresh thinking that comes from others' stupid questions. Um, Interdisciplinary also is is a notion that's very exciting to external stakeholders. So for the public image of the university and our ability to attract external uh, partners, it's very valuable. Thematic research groupings is, uh, well, this is the second sense in which this notion is exciting. Uh, I brought some months ago the notion of grouping our research um, into particular themes to the university's research committee. Um, and then putting some small amount of funding and administrative resource behind pushing forward those themes exactly as we're doing here. Uh, And the reaction I got to that was that it was a Stalinist notion. Um, So I'm glad to see that at least some people don't think it's a Stalinist notion, that it's a valuable thing to do. Um, Why is it valuable? Well, funders and collaborators externally are increasingly interested in grand challenges that do cut across narrow disciplinary questions. It also allows us to present a more unified face to those um, external partners uh, for our research and our teaching, allowing us easier links. And there's already been an example um, in my work where cultural heritage allowed us to do that. Just yesterday I was talking with uh, the head of the ADI, the uh, Académique Diplomatique Internationale, pardon my French pronunciation, in Paris, which is an equivalent of Chatham House or the Council on Foreign Relations. They're looking for a link with Oxford, and they have a number of themes that they're interested in linking with us on. One of them is, how do you preserve cultural patrimony in times of war, during conflict and following conflict? How do you prevent what happened in Baghdad in 2003 from happening again? And I said, well, let me tell you, we've got a research grouping here that fits beautifully with that. Contact Donna Kurtz, and she'll help us think through how we might link up with the theme that you are interested in pushing forward there. And by the way, they have some money and they have some resources to do it. So that's a a neat, early way in which we can link this to an external group. Um, And cultural heritage, finally, is a specifically sort of international theme for reasons that have been mentioned. It uh, links in with topics important to countries of ours that are countries that are important partners of ours. It draws on our area studies expertise and it enables interaction with international bodies. Here are just some questions that came to my mind as I thought about cultural heritage, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on these now. I I suppose these are more than anything for conversations among the organizers after this, and indeed some of these things have already been thought about. Um, But a couple in particular that that I want to highlight. The first is, How can we quickly capture and make available externally knowledge about our existing work on cultural heritage across divisions? One of the most valuable things that we can do here is simply to catalog the huge number of people across the university working in this area to enable people within the university and externally to find the person they want to work with more easily. There's a director of energy research in the MPLS division who has done exactly this and found it enormously powerful. So that's one thing I think we can do. The second thing is that we've already heard today about some fantastic um, initiatives taking place within cultural heritage that in fact are interdisciplinary already, um, that bring together different parts of the university. And so the key challenge I think for us in in cultural heritage in this theme is to ask ourselves how can we use it to do things that are new and better, that are incremental to what's already being done, um, rather than just duplicating things that are being done uh, already across the university. That being said, I think there's an enormous amount of potential here, and I'm delighted to be a part of it in whatever way might be useful.